at it on a Saturday. Saturday's a Kramer at Bet1660. Good morning still. One more hour to go. We're going to play a game here. We're going to play a game of... You can either pick one of the other. Chiefs player edition. Between only two guys. There's only two guys that really matter on the Chiefs right now that are pending for ages. Play that here shortly. The NFL salary cap got increased and in my... Oh my. You can thank one person for it. By a landslide, I feel like. I want to get to some uh, something that I didn't get to last hour. We'll get to this hour. Violent swings. We're gonna get some. We're gonna cold call my guy Ryan at some point. The thing with Ryan is today is I know he's two hours behind me. He's out there in Arizona I'm at a bachelor's party. Ghost is still gonna call him. This guy will. This guy will. But um, and also some uh, if we can get to it, some NBA stuff. I, I'm not the biggest NBA guy in the world. But I do like the All-Star Weekend, and I will talk about that as well. But getting things off, per Ian Rappaport, rap sheet on the, the X app. Source, the Bengals informed star wide receiver T. Higgins that they are franchising him. Franchise tagged alert T. Higgins staying with the Bengals for at least one more season to see if they can rework a deal and work a deal out for him, which – is only a good thing for the Bengals at this point in time because Joe Burrow, um, uh, Joey Cool, uh, Mr. Icing Evans, Joe Burrow, uh, he got hurt. Like he wasn't healthy at all this year, and I think you need to see a full season with everybody healthy one more time because we saw when they're healthy fully, they make it to the Super Bowl. They made it to the Super Bowl, but yet they still lost that Super Bowl. But when they're all healthy and all out there, this is including T. Higgins who is notoriously to have hamstring problems. The Chiefs are not that bad. They're actually pretty darn, uh, not Chiefs, the Bengals are actually going to be pretty, pretty darn good. I mean, we already know the Chiefs aren't that bad, and they also we know they're pretty darn good. But here's the thing. T. Higgins franchise means, I'm sorry, Chiefs fans, you can't get the likes of T. Higgins this offseason. So you, maybe you can still get the guy that's like the Mike Evans that's a free agent right now. We'll see when that when that road goes to. But now, Chiefs. You can either pick between Chris Jones or Legarius Sneed. I'm curious who you are all keeping. Because I'll give you mine right now. Tell, let me know. At Kramer Talks on X. Who are you keeping if you're the Chiefs? Are you keeping Chris Jones or are you keeping Legarius Sneed? I'm not keeping... I'm not keeping Chris Jones for many reasons. Chris Jones was okay this year. Chris Jones sat out a game this year because of a contract dispute. And he was, I still still can't believe, one, how long that football season went. And the fact that week one, Chris Jones was not suited up in the trenches with his team, yet he was out in a suite with his agents. Wasn't a good look to begin the season, especially the Chiefs losing that game. That is a red flag for me. We already know Chris Jones wants to get paid, and we already heard him say that he wants another ring. He wants to three-peat. He wants to run it back once again. He said it at the parade. Okay, but will the money match? I don't think the money will match for what Chris Jones wants. Chris Jones wants Aaron Donald money. 
I think at this point in time, it is safe to say that Chris Jones is better than Aaron Donald. Not around the time when Aaron Donald was 30 years old and how Chris Jones is about to be 30 years old. It wasn't around that time, but right now in the NFL day and age, the best defensive tackle to have on your team is Chris Jones. But it's going to come with baggage. It's coming to come with a guy who gives up if he's not involved in the play. It's going to come for a guy that is going to maybe draw a lot of double teams and then give up. I've seen that a lot with Chris Jones. He does not finish plays. He does not. He's not, he's not going to be your third tackler whatsoever. He won't be your second tackler. If he's not the first guy there, he will give up. But here's the thing. Is he saving energy? Is he trying to make a business decision for himself? Is he going in for business for himself? Or what's going on? I get it. You, you hit your incentives. You hit your sack incentive. You were that last game of the season. He tried so hard to get that one sack. So, so, so hard. Why can't he do that for every single play? We see, I, I see, I watch a team that has a player who does that every single play. And he's an edge rusher. He's in your division. His name's Max Crosby. He has a motor that doesn't stop. We get told that every single time a Raiders game, a Raiders game is broadcasted and televised. Why can't we say the same for Chris Jones? For how good he is at his age, there was a motor that didn't stop on Aaron Donald when he was the age of 30. He was being a game wrecker and a game forcer and enforcer and uh, you name it, everything. That's what Aaron Donald was doing at the age of 30. Chris Jones isn't doing that, people. Well, I don't know. I, I, I get it. He's a big factor. He's your Patrick Mahomes over on defense, if that's going to be your defensive, uh, your defensive star. But if that's your star, your star gives up. If he's not involved in any sort of play possible, he gives up. He doesn't try to give you that extra push, that extra shove of that, that quarterback who doesn't have the ball. He doesn't, get, he doesn't get in his head. I know a guy who does. A guy who always gets in the head of the players that are around him who may not give up touchdowns in the red zone or touchdowns in general, but he'll draw that flag. He'll, he don't care. As long as a, a touchdown ain't getting scored, he knows him and his boys around him will help out and possibly force a turnover or at least hold a team to three. That's Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed is as much of a game wrecker than as Chris Jones is. He was the reason why a lot of touchdowns got didn't happen. Granted, I know he gave up one touchdown this season. That touchdown happened to be in that happened to be in the playoffs. To only give a touchdown in the playoffs, I mean it really didn't factor in much. They still won that game. Heck, it was a Super Bowl. But that was it. Like I don't, I don't understand what people don't under, understand that my idea of keeping Legereus Sneed there is because he's a bully. Legereus Sneed is a definition of a bully when it comes to the NFL. I bet he's a great guy outside of the, uh, outside of the stadium. Like I think he, I bet he is the life of the party, and he just has this swagger and mana about him that's like he's Mr. Cool at all times. But he has that nastiness, that dog mentality, that bully mentality that you need for a corner. For a corner, if you wanted him to be a a, a a sub nickel linebacker as well, he could play that exact same role. As, like I wanted Jonathan when the Raiders drafted Jonathan Abram, I was hoping that's what we were getting out of him. Was what we see with Lejarius Sneed now. Lejarius Sneed's a nasty dude when it comes to defense, and if he's helping patrol and facilitate a better defense in your secondary, which by the way, the Chiefs secondary is. Pretty good. 
I think you need to keep Snead. If you had to pick between, I mean, with this new salary cap, you could possibly keep both. But with also the new salary cap, it could give the ideas, it could perk the ears up of agents, players who are trying to work out new deals. Be like, no, 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 no. That salary cap went up. That salary cap went up. That means my price is going up as well. And I just want another Super Bowl too. My price is definitely going up. This is my, how many Super Bowls is this for me? My third one? Oh, yeah, my price is definitely going up. I, I don't understand what people think that players want to take team-friendly deals. No. No. Unless you're Tom Brady, nobody takes team-friendly deals. I wouldn't even say now, grand scheme of things, the Patrick Mahomes deal is becoming more of a team-friendly deal. But at the beginning of it, it wasn't. Like, everybody saw the writing on the wall, but then inflation happened, the cap increases, and you're fine. I think you need to go with LeJarrius Sneed over Chris Jones. And I'm curious who's siding with me on this because I, I'm i sticking to this throughout the remainder of who even, even if they do sign both or even if they sign Chris Jones or if they don't sign Sneed or I think, I think, I think it would be funny. It would be funny if the Chiefs end up signing Chris Jones, re-signing Chris Jones, letting Snead walk in the secondary for the Chiefs just absolutely just doesn't do what it has done. We know Trickman Duffy's good. Mike Edwards is walking probably. He's, his price probably went up. Mike Edwards was a big factor. Drew Tranquil, his price probably went up because, I mean, he was also a big factor in the reason why this team was good at defense. Willie Gay's probably gone. LeJarrius Snead needs to be on this team. If you're, if you're missing out on two key linebackers, Mike Edwards, you need to have, you need to keep at least one of the, two of these guys. You need to. But you're only going to, I think you should only keep Snead. You should only keep Snead. That's just, that's just what I'm about. Now, now with that salary cap thing, the, the, it's taken apparently a historical leap as the figure marks an unprecedented 30 million plus risen over last season's cap, which totaled last year was $224.8 million. So the cap went up to $255.4 million per club here in 2024, which that means there will be an additional $74 million per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance-based pay and benefits for retired players. Total 2024 player costs will be about $329.4 million per team, more than $10.5 billion league-wide. And I think you could probably thank one person for this, especially for the rise of the jump of the increase. Go back to COVID, 2020. We were at 198.2 million. Then COVID happened. So in 2021, we fell to 182.5 million to 2022 to go up over the 200 mark to 20, 200. In 8.2 million to now sitting at 255.4 million dollars when it comes to cap. This is absolutely insane. The fact that teams have made so much money over the NFL and the NFL has been gaining and 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 gaining more and more and more popularity because of one person and one person only. Well, two people actually. One person had to shoot a shot. That is Travis Kelsey. 
The other person is one of the most globally pop stars in the world that even if she decides to use a porta potty for maybe she was out tailgating at Arrowhead, she uses a porta potty, that will probably get 10 billion clicks in likes or dislikes anywhere because it's Taylor Swift. Like, they just literally had a... I think Taylor and Travis just went on a um, a zoo trip, basically, at, at, out in Australia. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> but why is this on my timeline? Like, I'm happy that they're happy. I'm happy that there's that they are sharing a love and connection because everybody needs everybody deserves to have that love connection. Travis Kelsey happens to have it with one of the biggest global pop stars in the world, and Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm not jealous or anything means. I'm, I'm living life perfectly. I got my woman. I'm, I locked her down. The ring is on the finger, and I'm, and that's going to stay like this, presumably, for the remainder of my life and hers. That's the goal, at least. Always stay faithful, people. Always stay faithful. But I can thank Taylor Swift for the this uptick, this price risen of what's happening here because what I am curious, though, is if it does end up not working out how much money the cap's going to drop and decrease post. But then also, too, how many more years does Travis Kelsey really have in the NFL? I say at least two to three to four. I Four tops, four seems high. Four seems high, at least two. I think we at least see two more years of very good, productive Travis Kelsey-esque types of seasons. We didn't get really that this year. I mean, he didn't crack over the 1,000-yard mark, but he really didn't care. I mean, he just wants to win. And you know what? He won. He has friends in low places. I just wish he was able to sing it better than what he did at the parade. But I digress. I, I do. But salary cap going up only means that everybody can spend more money and the Chiefs could possibly keep Chris Jones and possibly Legereus Sneed. And there's also, you know, there's a cut that I want to play before we go to break. It's interesting because... Dan Graziano of ESPN doesn't believe the Chiefs can three-peat without Chris Jones. So the, the interesting thing, I go back to at this time last year when we were talking about the Chiefs, and remember Chris Jones was holding out at, at that time. And, we were and like, they lost, right? Well, and yeah, exactly. Week but one, yeah. The, the, the thing about it was we were all talking about the offense, and it was Chris Jones and the defense that carried this Chiefs mm-hmm. team uh, through there. Is, is there any chance that they could three-peat without Chris Jones? I, no, I think he's. I think he's their second most important player, honestly, a, after the quarterback. And and I just don't know how you can watch what they did in the Super Bowl and not understand the significance and the impact he has. I think he. I, I don't think it's understating it to say he is their pass rush, right? And and the fact that he can deliver what he does from the interior, and then also they can bump him outside when they need to when they see a mismatch. Just I think he just opens up so many other things for the rest of their defense. I don't think he's. Like we talk about Legarius Sneed being a free agent. They've been drafting cornerbacks. No offense to Legarius Sneed. He's great. I just think Chris Jones is the more yeah. irreplaceable player on that defense. I, know, no. I disagree. You already heard me say that I think Legarius Sneed needs to stay here and maybe the Chiefs win another one with Legarius Sneed, which I think is a good, strong possibility. Very strong possibility. This is Sides Kramer on the Bet 1660. I know we'll get the bets this upcoming. I'm hoping Ryan wakes up. I'm hoping he's here because I'm trying to win some money this weekend. Trying to. Trying to. Because there's a a word I hate saying. It's a four-letter word. 
when it comes to betting, and if you are a part of that four-letter word, it's not good for you because you've hit that streak, the not good streak. And I've somewhat hit it this week after winning my my bets last week. So I mean, we're 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 still batting a we're still batting at a at five hundred. So yeah, if that says the least. But you know what? I'm gonna pull out this wheel. Whatever it lands on is what we'll talk about. I'm curious what it will be. Will it be the violent swings? Will it be the NBA? Will it be more football? Will it be Ryan? Heck, if we have to call Ryan sooner than 10.30, that's going to be I, – I, I feel bad. It's an early wake-up call for him. You know what? Well, at least I know we'll do next is best bets. We do that coming up after this. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660. It's a bright, sunny day, and the electric field by MGMT is just perfect for this. The, it's, yeah. Saturdays of Kramer on the bet, 1660. You know, last week, I was going to spin the wheel. I was spinning the wheel behind the scenes, and I, I, I found out what I landed on. Last week, I previewed... I previewed a video game trailer because of the NCAA college football video game is coming out. It's coming out soon. It's coming out this summer. A lot of things come out during the summertime, especially uh, end of summer. We get mad. Heck, next month, MLB The Show comes out. Can't wait. But Chris Fowler took us a behind the scenes of what he's been doing and oh, ho, 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 ho. The juices... The juices have been titillated because of this um, uh, this video. Finally, I can tell you about what's been going on behind closed doors. They're in the smallest room in the house for about two years. Voiceover sessions for EA Sports CFE 25. Microphone, digital recorder, laptop where they have Zoom calls where guys from EA are engineering and directing these sessions. It has been fun. It's been taxing sometimes, monotonous at other times, because everything you could possibly see in a football game, even the mundane plays, I've said into that microphone many, many different ways. Bunch of stuff you'd never see in a real game. I've described. You want to punt on second down, uh, try a 71-yard field goal, that's in the game too, along with the appropriate analysis of those decisions. Your quarterback throws five picks in the first quarter or five touchdowns, we got you covered there too in detail. People have asked, when my team scores a touchdown, will there be appropriate excitement like a real game? Hell yes. EA insists on realism. I sat here in an hour and said, touchdown, Alabama, all the way down to touchdown, Wyoming, along with the version for the team nicknames. <laughs> it was like a month of touchdown calls in an hour. I needed the tea for the voice. Uh, Kirk and I have had joint sessions playing off each other like you would in a real booth. There's going to be incredible detail. What I've seen of the game will blow people away and really excited for you to see it. Probably can't answer most of your questions about the game, but uh, I know it's going to be great. Can't wait. This might be the best visually presentation of a video game ever, especially if you're going to have the voice of college football in the play-by-play department of Chris Fowler. You have Kurt Herbstreit as well right next to him. Like, this is going to be so 
much fun. And I'm, I'm hoping that since they, these guys are going to be in the booth, I'm hoping there's an ESPN presentation. Hopefully there's a CBS. Hopefully there's a Fox. Hopefully there's more and more presentations that they're going to have because the EA Sports football universe in a, in a whole has been stale for quite some time. I, I, can, I feel confident and comfortable saying this because I'm the Madden Simulations guy for Arrowhead Pride. I play Madden to this day. I'm still, I'm still playing Madden, even though the season's over with. I don't know why I'm still playing Madden, even though it's baseball season right now. But yeah, I'm still playing Madden because I enjoy the game. I enjoy the aspects. I love talking crap with my friends and doing all that. I'm going to do the exact same thing with this one, I hope. I hope we get everything like in the college dynasty. I hope there's an online college dynasty. Heck, I even have talked to my friends up in... Uh, up in uh, up north, up in Omaha, my buddy Jake. I know for we've been talking about it already. I'm like, yo, we need to get this thing. We need to get this thing going. Let's let's have a big, huge dynasty. Heck, you can finally get to meet my friends that are down here um, uh, via the internet and passageway like that. This needs to be cross platform. It needs to be cross platform. This is just going to be a fun experience to a football game. And if you are on the fence of wanting to play either Madden or even a college football game, you, you might as well just try it out because. If it's anything like 2014, this game is going to be absolutely fantastic. If the gameplay is just like Madden, I will be very disappointed. But the presentation and feel of everything is re- not repurposed, 100% authentic, 100% genuine and true and new. This game is going to go a long way. This game is going to... Be the jumping off point of how games need to be. And the fact that we heard Chris um, here talking about the behind the scenes of just saying touchdowns from Alabama all the way down to Wyoming and also using the school's nicknames. I bet he's done. I bet they had to do some D2 stuff. I have a feeling that they're going to have some D2 stuff because your guy is going to bring Northwest Missouri State University out of Division II football, insert them into probably the Big Ten, and run rampant on every single ben Ten, Big Ten school out there. And if I can't do that, well, I'm going to go up with, with my team, Michigan, baby. Go blue. Go blue. I can't wait for this video game. And I'm a big video game nerd and mark. And I, I just, I, I can't wait to play with my friends. I can't wait to have a big dynasty. I mean, I, this thing's going to, I play in Madden leagues that are full of 30, 32 people. I'm curious how many people you can get on a dynasty knowing there's hundreds, hundreds of schools to, to select from. I want to take New Mexico State, the Aggies, and get them to the promised land of the national championship. <laughs> It's that time of the day, the hour, where we've got best to get to. I know I I switch in between times and Million Dollar Man, because at some point I want to be the Million Dollar Man. You know what? I want to be the two million, no, three million, four million, five million, the six million, the hundred thousand million dollar man. Even though that's the hundred thousand, you can't really hope for it. Yeah, you can. Hundred thousand million? No, that's that's impossible. It's not even a word, Kramer. That's it. Kramer, shut up. Kramer, shut up. All right. Let's see if Ryan answers. I if he doesn't, I already have my best bets out there. I've made a, a couple already. Yeah, one's a baseball bet. Kramer, you're probably thinking, why 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 is Kramer making a baseball bet? I have a three-team money line parlay that I don't think can't miss. 
especially it's a spring training game. So it definitely is going to miss. But so I can't even say it's a can't miss. But you know what? Let's talk to our um, uh, our, our guru in the betting aspect, uh, Ryan, as now I'm going to try to get him to hit that call button, get him on speaker. Yeah, there we go. Hey, Kramer, what's up? Hey, good morning, Ryan. Uh, by the way, you're on the air. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I'm, happy you, I'm happy you were able to wake up. You don't sound too groggy right now. I know there's a two-hour time zone difference from where you're at right now, enjoying oh, yourself. Buddy, let me tell you, I don't feel great. <laughs> I, all right, we'll keep this short and sweet so you can get back to sleep and uh, pound in that liquid IV to get you rehydrated for the rest of your day. Um, Liquid IV sponsor the show. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Liquid IV! If you're listening right now, please sponsor the show, especially for when Ryan comes on the show because he definitely needs it every single day. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but, but Ryan, we got college basketball. There's some NBA out there. I'm curious what you have going on because man, I, you've been you've been rolling with a heater right now. I know last night didn't work out with our Clint Capella double double because Clint Capella basically yeah. played 20 minutes, which was stupid. Uh, that was unlucky. Yeah, very unlucky. But no, what do you what are you looking at for uh, tonight's stuff? Uh, well, there's a really fun set of college basketball games. I know last week didn't go so hot with college basketball, but two weekends ago we did well. Um, so I think the day starts with Houston at Baylor. Uh, let me pull up the lines real quick here. Yeah, we've got Houston at Baylor. Uh, Baylor at home. Big interstate matchup going on the road in the Big 12 is hard. Baylor money line is plus 112. I like that. Kind of a similar boat. BYU at K State. K State money line is minus 105. And I would do each of these on their own. So, uh, so single Florida. these bad boys. Yeah, single these. You can parlay them. You can also maybe do a teaser with these lines and bump them up to, you know, home underdogs plus. Six and a half, eight and a half, somewhere in that range. Get good value there if you wanted to parlay them, because I think all the games will be super close. Uh, Central Florida, also at home against Texas Tech, is minus 108 money line. So these are all pretty Ooh. much even money. All of these have new Big 12 teams going on the road, playing at pretty tough places. Uh, so those are games I'm looking at in college basketball today. So a uh, question about one college basketball um, area. Would you take... Yeah. I'm I'm taking them. I'm taking them. I'm taking Syracuse over Notre Dame. Is that I know Syracuse has had a had a good win against that uh, was it I think it was North Carolina or NC State one of the two teams. Uh, now going Notre Dame at home. I think that could be I think that could be a lock. I know they're like they're minus four eighty, but I I had I had absolutely a lock. You think it's a lock? Okay, I I feel good Notre about Dame's that one. Very bad. Okay, alrighty. I, I I hate that my friend that I know is a Notre Dame fan that listens to the show. He heard that. But it's it's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. When they actually prove that they can win an ACC game, maybe I'll change my mind. But they are very bad this year. No disrespect to Notre Dame. Right, hey, so once again, uh, um, uh, what's uh, what's your best uh, college stuff for today again? So we got Baylor money line, Kansas State money line, and Central Florida money line. So you don't have to worry about spreads. Just take them all straight up. You'll have a good time watching the games, and hopefully, all three of them hit. Are you betting any uh, spring training baseball? Spring training baseball, no, but I will tell you, being out here in Scottsdale, it is a beautiful, maybe 65-degree morning. Ooh. We got a couple people playing hoops by the pool. Uh, this was the Airbnb that Pat McAfee stayed at <clears throat> for the Super Bowl a year or two ago. 
Um, and the neighbors, I will say, have to have the most patience in the world to put up with this. <laughs> well, hey, I'm happy you're enjoying yourself out there. Um, I keep enjoying yourself because it's a it's a good a good weekend for your buddy who's getting uh, getting hitched soon. So yeah, so shout yeah, out Tyler. yeah, shout out to Tyler out there. He's getting hitched soon. And yeah, no, thank you for your your. I'm glad you answered. Uh, pound the liquid IVs. Get some bananas. Get some oranges in you, and uh, have yourself a day, man. We'll do, Kramer. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All righty, see you, man. So that was Ryan there. I'm riding. I actually might parlay those. I actually might. But going on, I'm actually making a money line parlay when it comes to this spring training baseball. So I found three teams. I found three teams that I wanted to put a dollar on, and I parlayed them. So this is what we're doing. One dollar. One dollar bets during spring training. We'll do this every single week. I'll find three teams. One dollar. This is plus 1,042. All draft king odds. Take the Red Sox money line, the Pirates money line, and the Phillies money line. Just take them. Don't do any research for it. One, it's a dollar. I put a dollar on it, and it's spring training, so it's basically throwing a dart at the dartboard. I mean, when you're when you're sports gambling, that's basically what you're doing anyways. So I'm throwing the dart at the dartboard for one dollar to win like almost eleven dollars, basically. So if you want to ride, go for it. But I, I'm locking in with Ryan. I I I trust Ryan's bets. I do. This is Cyrus Kramer on the Bet 1660. We're going to, uh, we'll take a break. We will. We went behind the scenes. We got our bets out there. We got violent swings and some NBA talk. We do that next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. It's little. It's the it's it's the sax for me, man. Some George Michael, some Kalos Whisper, on a Saturday with Saturday Kramer in the bet sixteen sixty. Hello, I am Mr. Kramer. I never wanna dance again. Guilty feeling, got no rhythm. All right, okay. I can't just like karaoke this song because I could. I would. This is a sports talk radio station, not a karaoke station. Imagine, do they have those? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh man, I have an idea. I have got an idea. Why isn't there a karaoke radio station? Like, I know it'd be bad. I know it'd be so bad, but you know how entertaining that would actually be. I am, oh, I haven't. Oh, I got a great ideas. Putting that on the list. Karaoke radio. I mean, I'm about to be the producer over there at the the um over at the Wolf. I mean, it's a country station. I got ideas. I have ideas. So spring training's been happening, and what I didn't get to in the first hour, I want to get to right now because baseball's here. You know what that means? 
home runs are flying. Kevin Padlo starts that started things off on our violent swings of the week. We got three. Remember, we used to do five. We got three this week. The first comes for the first home run of the spring training season. Rockies. Breaking ball. Hammer. Deep to left field. Way back. And this one's gone. A two-run home run. Nice way to debut with your new ball club, Kevin Padlo. 8 nothing Dodgers. Boy, what a rocket he hit out to left. You know, I actually I actually lied. Uh, we're going to have four. I'm going to add this one to it right now because reason why these spring training ballparks are, one, echoey. They echo. And you can literally hear conversations in the outfield. You can hear conversations on, like, the first base, third base side, of the, and like, in the crowd. And you can clear as day hear it with Drew Waters of the Kansas City Royals. Listen to the smack off the bat of Drew Waters. Waters cranks one into deep left center field, and that will sail out of here and up onto the grass. Usually, it's playing Waters again. Cranks one into deep left. Usually, when you hear that pop, it's a home run. You heard that pop with old Kevin Padlow. Now. Listen to this pop from a 449-foot moonshot from Hilarious Montero. This ball crushed high and deep left field. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Up on the concourse. Absolute moonshot. A 449-foot blast in spring training. And I, that's cool and all, hitting a home runs that far and deep, but what if you had a home run on the first pitch that you see in spring training? Well, Freddie Freeman of the Los Angeles Dodgers did that. All right. Freddie Freeman comes in, smacks the first pitch deep to left field. It's headed back. It is gone. Freddie Freeman's first swing on the first pitch he sees in spring training is an opposite field home run, and the Dodgers lead it one to nothing. If I'm Freddie Freeman there, I'm not playing. I, I would be like, hey, Dave, Mr. Roberts, can I just sit the remainder of this game and for the, all the remaining games of spring training? I'll come to practice. I'll hit and do everything you need to me for do. But I'm one for one with a home run. I, I kind of want to keep it that way. Granted, that's not what happened here. But it's the, the fact that that's, that's awesome. Your furry first swing of spring training is a home run, an opposite field home run to be exact. So you already know you're locked in. You're, lo- you're locked in already, Freddie. Big season coming from. I think we. I think an MVP caliber season is coming from Freddie Freeman. I know, like he's obviously finished r- relatively close of getting it. I, I. I think he's won it before. Has Freddie Freeman won it before? I think he, he's won it with the Braves, didn't he? I'm doing a quick Google search here. I want to say he got it with the Braves. Come on, come on. Yeah, he got it in the Braves in 2020. I knew he won it there. But, like, last season, he finished third in the voting. The season before that, he finished fourth. The season before, after that, he finished ninth. Like, he's obviously always flirting with being a top-five guy when it comes to an MVP race caliber um, season. And I think we're going to see that here at Freddie Freeman. And I think it kind of proved that just for those, uh, just for that first swing of spring training. Now, let's switch gears to a different sport, a sport I, I, I loosely follow because of sports gambling. 
But I know everything about basketball. I, I know who the big big guys are, and I know who the guy who's going to actually go out there and win you games. And apparently from Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley and I kind of see the same thing, especially with one certain player, and that certain player is Mr. Kevin Durant. During this spiel, uh, this rant during Charles Barkley, during the, it was honestly the, the hot take version of the All-Star game with Charles Barkley on the mic. Charles Barkley was giving out hot takes left and right. This one is a fact. He wanted to be KD, but he's not doing it. To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Booker's a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative and take this team to the next level because, man, Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never going to say anything bad about him, but I say the same thing with Boston. One of you guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. And for me, for Phoenix to be successful, it has to be Booker. Kevin Durant's a follower. He said it, and I see it. Kevin Durant has been a follower his entire life, but here's the thing too: Can you be a follower and help you help win? I mean, you can be a leader. You can be a follower leader. You can. You don't have to have just one leader. You can have all your leaders be five guys. That's five guys is your starting rotation in that, that that basketball lineup. That could be all your leaders right there. Okay, have you ever thought about that? That Chuck. I mean, I get why you say Kevin Durant's a follower because Devin Booker's stepped up. Because I mean, Kevin Kevin Durant has jumped from team to team to team to team to hopefully try to to get what he got back in Golden State when he was traded there from Oklahoma City. So, he's chasing that ring anywhere he goes. I mean, Brooklyn didn't work out. Now he's in Phoenix. Is it going to work out there? I mean, they, they thought so last season, but it didn't work out. I mean, Minnesota, they, they lost. The, the Denver Nuggets won. <laughs> but that was one thing from there. Now, Larry Bird. Larry Bird saying this, I knew for a fact it wasn't going to happen. It's the All-Star game. Nobody cares and nobody tries. And this is what Larry Bird had to say before the game. The one thing I would really like to see is they play hard tonight in this, uh, uh, this All-Star game. I think it's very important when you have the best, the best players in the world together, you've got to compete and you've got to play hard. And you guys show the fans how good they really are. So I hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm enjoying mine. Have a good All-Star game. Well, <laughs> I mean, they played. I wouldn't say they played hard. The final score was the West lost for a final score of 211 to 186. People, this is the exact clock they use every single game. The East scored over 50 points every quarter. The most they scored was in the third with 56. There was no defense, all offense, a lot of shots, a lot of made shots. I mean, clearly it's 211 to 186. But the best thing about it was all of the players who deserved to be there were there. I know there's always snubs. There is. 
But people put on a show. Dame got the MVP. I wish it was Tyrese Halliburton because I would have cashed on some money. And plus, also Tyrese Halliburton was the the hometown kid during that during the game, and he was. I think I wanted them to, but Dame just kept. Dame was Dame. Dame was everything that you want to have in a point guard of trying to win a game. But I don't know. I I digress. But basketball is a joke. When it comes to all-star game festivities, I think that's got to be up there. The NFL one's got to be up there. I like the hockey one. Hockey all-star break's great since so it's a tournament. MLB used to be good because the game actually meant something. It was for home field advantage, which was an incentive. And a, and a good incentive to have. A World Series home advantage. I mean, granted, it was it was dumb how it was portrayed, but you know what? It meant something. The All-Star game meant something when I was doing that. I don't know. I mean, even the the three-point dunk contest, all that sucks now. It just does. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't doesn't gravitate me. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or anything or if I just lost the love of basketball. I don't know. This has been Cyrus Kramer on the Bet 1660. Hopefully you all have a wonderful Saturday. As much as I will watch baseball, go see loved ones, say hi to somebody. But the best thing, most important thing to do is put a smile on your face, Kansas City. If you don't know who needs to see it, to brighten up their day. Have a good one. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660.